another struggle, another obstacle, another problem. Ain't no telling where I'm about to go. Ain't no telling what I'm about to do. But I don't need you telling me what I need to do or who I need to be. Just let me be free. Rate, subscribe, and share. Yay! <laughs> whoa, whoa! Yay, yay! <clears throat> oh, good morning, Jasters, Jestets, Jesterians, everybody! Good morning, Mr. Pickle. I love you. I miss you, man. I hope you're doing well. I hope all y'all are doing well, man. Oh, it's a great day. Oh, damn. <laughs> it's a great day to be alive, man. Great day to be alive. Weather's perfect. Ah, mowed my lawn yesterday, finally, after... Ugh, oh, too long. I had to break it. Ran out of fucking... Oh, let me tell you about this, 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 this mowing experience. Now, yesterday... When I started, you know, I filled, put oil in, I pulled it just once slow, just, you know, to get the oil circulating in the engine, and it just started right up. So I'm like, fuck it, let's go, let's go. So I walked down the edge of the driveway, walked across the front of the house, and about half, there's a, there's like a, an old driveway uh, that's been caught into the sidewalk, into the, uh, the curb, and I tried to go around it. But, you see, the thing is, I know, I know, in my heart of hearts, that a walk-behind lawnmower is not the correct tool to use to, sh to, uh, to shape concrete. But, I guess my subconscious wanted to try it anyway. So, I can hit the goddamn concrete with the blade, fuck up the blade... I didn't realize it was as bad as it is, but I'm sure, I'm like, duh, it's a fucking concrete and a goddamn whirling spinning blade. How the fuck, you think it's gonna be good, asshole? So anyway, I finished mowing the lawn, and I am sorely disappointed. Oh my god, there's just tufts, and it's not cut well. I'm like, oh, you son of a bitch. So, I am going to utilize an angle grinder. I'm gonna take that there blade off that there mower. And I'm going to make it pretty again. So it'll mow. Nice. <laughs> and then, so after I'm done mowing, I'm like, you know what? Let's trim. Let's run the trimmer a little bit. Because it needs to be done. Fuck it. Let's do it. Get it done, right? It's hot, but let's do it anyway. So we get out there. We start trimming along the, the deck, back deck, running along the side of the house. Down the steps, you know, I, I, doing the edges, looking nice, making it look pretty. And I get to the fucking flower box at the edge of the goddamn yard. And my string gets wrapped around some, I don't know what it got wrapped around. So I pulled my shit, I pulled my trimmer away. And that was the last of the string. So now my, my trimmer has no more string. I have to go get more trimmer today. Well, what the fudge, yo? And that, so, that's two strikes to yesterday, so I just said, screw it. I'm just going to rake. I'm going to rake up this grass because it was it was long as hell, and I didn't want that shit just laying in the garage looking all shitty. Or not in the garage, asshole. 
laying in the yard and looking all shitty. So, I raked it. Sweated my arse off. But hey, it looks, it looks, it looks decent. I, I wouldn't go so far as to say it looks good. Because some asshole thought he wanted to try to shape the goddamn sidewalk with his mower. Dick. <laughs> but it, it'll look better today once I get, uh, get string for the trimmer. Oh, like I said, my, my wife is taking a vacation for the week. We're, we're spending some quality time just chilling, relaxing. She's running here and there, doing her, living her life, doing her thing. Oh, but it made me think. You know, you take a vacation from life. Let's say you go to Puerto Rico. Porque las mamacitas. Uy! But anyway... You say you go to Puerto Rico for a week. You take a vacation from your life. Your life doesn't take a vacation from you. Your life continues to go. So when you when you come back, all your shit's waiting for you. It's been compounded because you haven't been there to deal with it. And all your smoking accessories. Hey, all you jesters out there. I just wanted to give you a heads up that 42 degrees and sunny is now 71 degrees and cloudy. You can get all your glass, all your smoking accessories, everything. You can get your Sessions with a Jester t-shirt at 71 degrees and cloudy. Or at 710andcloudy.com. That's 710-A-N-D-C-L-O-U-D-Y.com. Woohoo! Show them some love. Use code SWED10 to get 10% off your entire order. That is awesome news. Now let's get back to the show. <sighs> so, just don't live a complicated life and you won't need to take a vacation from your life, man. Learn to relax, learn to chill, and just be easy flowing like fucking water. It was Bruce Lee that said that, man. You gotta be like water, man. You gotta flow. You gotta fucking flow. You can't be stubborn. You gotta be fluid. You gotta always have motion. Bada bing, bada boom. And I was also thinking, because of the way this shit's going, with this pandemic and all this bullshit, I need everyone to know that it is far easier to fool a man than it is to convince him that he has been fooled. And there's been a lot of people fooled, man. Because they 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 grasp onto what they what they hope is the truth. It may not be the truth. They just want to feel secure. They don't care if it's the truth. They just want to feel safe. That's not the way to live, man. It's not the way to live. Speaking of a devil, the devil, the devil, the devil. NPR is the devil. Hypothetically. Allegedly. I don't know. One of those two. Fuck it. I don't care. Let's, uh, let's see what the UFC has to offer us today. Woo. Woo. President Biden says the United States is back. And that is getting a big test today. 
Yeah, the president is in Cornwall, England. Oh, the United, United States has never left, you dick. Because of COVID. It was forced and to shut down because of your goddamn bullshit. Agenda, among other things. Lots of other things, and NPR's Frank Langford joins us from Cornwall to talk about it. Hi, Frank. Hey, good morning, Sarah. Hey, Frank. So what are the topics you're expecting to dominate this meeting? Yes, it's a huge list because, as you were pointing out, this has been a couple of years, and really, the world is a very, very different place. Um, they're going to be looking, the leaders here, at rebuilding a fair economy after the pandemic, continuing to work to lower emissions on climate change, um, and frankly, dealing with the challenges of China and Russia in terms of their attempts to undermine Western democracy. They probably won't. Fucking Russia, man. Much. It's a very sensitive topic, but that is something you're absolutely going to be talking about behind the scenes. And what is President Biden's main goal here? <laughs> to not to die? His main goal is to not die. Because he's old and he's a pedophile. Fuck that dude. Fuck illegitimate Joe Biden. Right, and, and so far at least, Frank, how is all of this going down with America's Democratic allies? I think retort. Mr. Joe obviously is not a fucking intelligent person. If you want to work with somebody, they aren't going to work with you if your cotton's constantly just cutting them down. You have to play nice. In order to get shit done, to move ahead, you have to play nice. What the fuck do you think everybody else has been doing this fucking country since God you put fucking illegitimate Joe in office man come on everybody's just been playing nice because this shit's about to go down it's about to end and we're just on the downhill fucking side calm down calm down buddy calm it it's okay it's not that big a deal I mean it's really not so fuck it man fuck it <laughs> let's get back yo it's going down very well. I think leaders here uh, across Europe. Uh, Joe goes down very well. What kind of tone that the Biden has said? But they want to see concrete agreements and they want to see certain steps from the U.S. Concrete agreements. I thought it was made out of paper. Across Europe now, uh, public opinion about. <laughs> They're going to the be chiseling their signatures well. in. <laughs> concrete agreements. Germany and France. <laughs> You're a lot of people think that the American political system is either partly or completely broken. Leaders here. The American system is completely Biden, broken. But they also I wonder what's the future look like in 2024? Does Donald Trump win again? Does a Trumpist candidate take the White House? And do relations decline again after that? And the bottom line is I think that many in Europe still aren't certain who is going to win out in the United States. Our relation, our foreign relations were going a hell of a lot better with Trump than they are now. Because nobody fucking respects illegitimate Joe. Donald Trump at least had a little bit of fucking respect. Because he played nice. Because he knew how to make fucking deals, man. Come the fuck on. The British Prime Minister Boris Johnson is hosting the G7. Boris Johnson. They met privately yesterday. What do we know about what happened at that meeting? They didn't say much afterwards. There was no press conference. The biggest thing was symbolic. They reaffirmed this relationship, what has often been known as the special relationship between these two countries because of the historic ties. And they talked about a new Atlantic Charter based on this agreement by Winston Churchill and Franklin Delano Roosevelt back during World War II when they were fighting Nazi Germany. Um, and this is how the president put it. We affirmed. Yay! Rate, subscribe, and share. Yay! 
the special relationship, as it's not said lightly, the special relationship between our people. Do you know what's funny about uh, all these liberals calling everybody a Nazi? Nazis shut down speech. They didn't allow opposition. These fucking liberals, they shut down speech. They don't allow opposition. You see the similarities here? I mean, Jesus. And renewed our commitment to Fuck you, old German Joe. values that both our nations share. And how did Prime Minister Johnson seem? You know, he was pretty upbeat, and he called the country's shared global agenda a breath of fresh air. And I gotta say, that's a fresh like breath of air, bitches. President Trump. Uh, with whom, if you remember, Johnson was very chummy publicly, but they actually disagreed on a lot of issues. This is what uh, the Prime Minister said to BBC uh, yesterday. It's an incredibly important uh, strategic relationship, and the talks were very good, and there's no question that under President Biden, there is a massive amount that the, the, the new U.S. administration wants to do together with the U.K. These men do have some political differences. I think of Brexit. Did that come up? Uh, we are told that he didn't press Johnson on that issue, but the president is very concerned about peace in Northern Ireland. Brexit has actually triggered riots last April, and so certainly that's a concern of Washington. Yeah, but is he really? Is it really? Or are they just play, putting up a good face? Don't believe it. could be just a couple of days away one without prime minister benjamin netanyahu bb is leaving is it really expected to install a new coalition government with a new prime minister naftali bennett although nothing is certain yet netanyahu has been in office for 12 years and he is not going easy and this opposition coalition is a mix of groups with often competing interests and it barely has a majority in parliament NPR's Deborah Amos is in Jerusalem to tell us more about it. She joins us now. Hi, Deb. Good morning. So Israel... So this might happen. It's really not going to happen. But this might happen. But it, it's it's not. It's not going to happen. But this this really might happen. But it's not going to happen. Jesus Christ, shut the f*** up. Been in a holding pattern, awaiting this vote for several days since this coalition formed. Tell us, where do things stand right now? It looks like On the this ground. is going to happen with a one-vote majority. No one from the coalition has dropped out despite death threats, violent rhetoric, and angry Netanyahu supporters on their doorsteps. So this is an unusual coalition, to say the least. It includes the religious right wing, some left-wing parties, and Arab party for the first time. mainly united by opposing Netanyahu, who's been divisive and faces corruption charges. He's hung on to office through four deadlocked elections. Here's Marav Makali. She's head of the Liberal Labor Party about joining with right-wing parties. Unthinkable until now. People working together. Unthinkable to get rid of a fucking tyrannical dictator who thinks he's got the power to... Well, he does because he's he's he was appointed by the spaghetti monster, obviously. Jesus, what the hell was I thinking? I don't get my dream government, and they're not getting their dream government. But we agree that Israel needs to start rehabilitating after the Netanyahu era, which is so harmful, and work towards stability and quiet 
And he's expected to be replaced with another right-wing figure, a former Netanyahu ally, Naftali Bennett. He's from a small party, but he was the person the coalition could agree on. So, Deb, do Israelis have a sense of what he'd actually do? Well, let me tell you his bio. That tells you something. He's a right-wing tech millionaire. He said a Palestinian state would be suicide for Israel. He's a new generation of leaders. A Palestinian state would be suicide for Israel. Do you know how powerful Israel is? See, it's, it, it's, it goes... Because the Spaghetti Monster gave them the land. They can't share it with it, the Meatball Man. Come on, man. Get over the bullshit, the horse shit. Because this is fucking real life, not fucking pretend make-believe magic. Jesus. People are fucking dying because of this bullshit, man. But let's keep going. Let's keep furthering the agenda of the fucking religious. Fuck, man, come on. 22 years younger than Netanyahu, a man he worked for. He's a son of American immigrants. He's also religious. He's modern Orthodox, so he's the first prime minister that will wear a kippah, a prayer cap. But how much does this profile say about new government policies? Not much, says analyst Dan Rotem at the Kelman Institute. He's not a very powerful figure. This is not somebody who conquered the prime ministership. Well, neither is an illegitimate Joe, so what's it matter? It's just the way the world's coming to. This world's become soft. Soft as fuck. How much would he be able to actually get done, considering he'd be voted in by such a slim majority? That's the 64,000 shekel question. Here's Jonathan Plessner, who heads the Israeli democracy. Easy times bring soft people. Soft people bring bullshit. Now, he's referring to these agreements that if you leave the coalition, you can't serve in another government. It's mutually assured Israeli destruction, <laughs> says Plesner. This government would be extremely effective in mutually vetoing each other. Whether it will actually be effective in doing anything that is beyond leaving Netanyahu and the ultra-Orthodox out of power, we're yet to find out. So on Sunday, Israel will swear in a new government. It will end the Netanyahu era. We'll have the first Arab party in a ruling coalition, more women than ever before, and a religious tech millionaire as a prime minister. Let's see. Let's see what happens. Doing something's better than doing nothing. This year's wildfire season will be another bad one, experts are warning. Already, fires are burning in 11 states, including California, Arizona, and Colorado. A bad drought across the West isn't helping things, and climate change, of course, is exacerbating the risk. NPR's Nathan Rott is yeah, reporting sure. on the drought and climate fire change risks. Do that. joins us now. Good morning, Nate. Hey, Sarah. So it sounds like the conditions are really stacking up for this to be a rough summer in some places. What are we looking at? Yeah, that's right. So there's I'm looking at a cigarette burn in my hand. <laughs> much of the West right now, in some places much higher. Uh, our friends in Colorado Public Radio reporting yesterday actually that uh, federal forecasters issued a rare, extremely critical fire weather warning for part of that state, <laughs> which is something they hadn't done in more than a decade. 
Uh, and of course, Colorado was one of a handful of western states that saw historic wildfires last summer, including where I am here in California. So how's this year comparing so far? Are we seeing more fire activity than last year, say? So far, yeah. I mean, more than 100,000 acres of Arizona already this year. This is typically their busiest time of year. Uh, and in one of his last press conferences on fire preparedness, California on fire preparedness, California Governor Gavin Newsom said uh, that there's been more than a thousand fires this year than there was at the same time. That's what I was going to say. You know, if we hadn't sent $12 million to Pakistan for gender studies, or however the fuck much it was, it was a lot of fucking money. That's all I know. We would have that much money, much we would have that much more money for fire prevention Clearing out the underbrush. That's what's fucking needed to prevent forest fires from fucking gain. Stop cursing. Stop fucking cursing, asshole. Sorry. Sorry. You need fire man forest management to prevent forest fires. Get rid of the underbrush. Get rid of all that. Oh, we don't have the money. Well, we would have had the money had you not had you not sent it all out of fucking country. Or put it in your own goddamn bank accounts. It's Our government is so full of corruption. That's what fucking happens. Fucking fires kill thousands of people. And ruin millions of acres of land. So let's fucking just keep sending our goddamn money out of, out of the fucking country. Let's keep fucking electing these goddamn bureaucratic bullshit assholes. That just keep... They keep fucking putting your money in their fucking pockets. Come the fuck on. Wake the fuck up. See what the fuck is going on, man. I'm getting pissed. Real, stop. Stop cursing. Relax. Goose Assholes. I'm last. And last year was a record-breaking year. Already feeling the temperature shifts. You already saw those red flag warnings, which are earlier than we've seen in many, many years. Now, I think it's important to say here, Sarah, you know, as often as we can, as somebody who's reported on fires for a long time, that we all need to remember that fire is normal for much of the West, right? Heck, you know, even some of the forests back East have evolved with wildfire. So it's part of the natural process. Fire itself is not necessarily bad. Uh, what's bad is when it burns in communities, as we've been seeing, unfortunately, more and more over the last few years. That's why you need forest management. Stop sending the fucking money out of the country. Stop electing these fucking bureaucratic assholes. Additional firefighters just for this summer. Uh, and it's positioning them in places that now seem to burn every year, you know, Napa Valley. Um, they've also tried to ramp up prescribed fires, which, you know, can put fire on the landscape in a more directed way. Other states in the southwest in particular are on high alert and warning people as they go out this summer uh, to be careful when they're in the woods. And all of this is happening at the same time that much of the west is already in significant drought. So how does that factor in? Yeah, so scientists are saying that we are living in a mega drought. Severe drought. A mega drought. Decades at a time. These scary uh, words. Oh no, mega drought. Oh no, scary words. They're terrifying me. Water cutbacks coming from farmers, ranchers, states that depend on water, particularly in the Colorado River Basin. Uh, and you know, droughts happen. California has had a terrible. How's a damn builder? Uh, but there are Cross the river deep and wide. The world may need more.
more frequent droughts, not just in the West, but in all parts of the country. And that would mean serious challenges when it comes to wildfires, but you know, just- A place called Boulder the on the wild, it's Colorado. Thanks so much. Yeah, thank you. I will tell you more about that story in the review because that, that I'm heated. Ha! <laughs> Fires make me heated. That's let's review. Let's review. Let's go over this bullshit, man. Come on. The first story was another one about uh, illegitimate Joe and his visit to the UK to Europe. To Europe and our special relationship we have with the UK. Oh my goodness. What are you going to do? Because they're talking about how Russia and how China are fucking with us, man. I'm sure they are, but no more than we're fucking with them. So, tit for tat, scratch for scratch, go fuck your mother. Oh, okay. Wow, that just... Oh, man, I lost my track of thought. Oh, that just... It aggravates me with illegitimate Joe. They were saying how our our uh, international relationships have gotten... I, I don't remember. I just know that fucking Trump demanded fucking respect. Joe Biden demands people's fucking children. That's the fucking difference, man. Fuck Joe Biden. <laughs> okay. Wow, why are you so angry today, man? Relax, chill. Take a pill, brother. We don't take pills. Pills are fucking poison. Okay. Okay. The second story was about ending the tyrannical leadership of Benjamin Netanyahu. Bibi, for sure. Again, this dude says that a Pakistan, Pakistan, Pakistanian state would be suicide for Israel. I need you to explain that to me. Like, how? How? Don't just use fucking words. Give me some goddamn examples. Tell me how it would be that. Be a suicide for Israel. I fucking doubt it. I know it wouldn't. It absolutely would not. Jesus. Jesus. Jesus Cristo. <laughs> And the third story was the fire, uh, the the uh, wildfires out west. Like they said, forest fires aren't aren't uh, exclusively a bad thing. Yay! Rate, subscribe, and share. Yay! But you can control these fires by forest management, so it doesn't fucking consume communities doesn't destroy fucking lives and we'd be able to do that if we had a fucking government that wasn't so goddamn corrupt and we had a government that didn't send millions and billions of dollars out of the country for gender studies man why man it just it it pisses me off that i i, I can't i don't believe i can't believe that nobody else sees this Sees what the fuck is going on. These fuckers are just ruining your lives, taking your money, putting it in their pocket, and saying they're doing you a favor, man. Fuck these people, man. Come on. Ooh. Wah. But, man, it's okay. Because, man, 
Life is good, man. Fuck these motherfuckers and just live your life, man. Fuck them motherfuckers and just live your life. Now let's see what space weather is going to be for June 11th, 2021. Good morning, Mr. Ben. Good morning, folks. We've got a number of items to hit today and a special video coming up later tonight. We are starting with our star at spaceweathernews.com, and we find the last day on the sun was quiet. The most notable feature is the large southern coronal hole. The active regions are not producing solar flares, and so the enhanced solar wind stream from the coronal hole is our next expected space weather, likely to impact sometime on Monday. Indicative of this oncoming opening, the sector boundary of the heliospheric current sheet impacted Earth overnight. That's in blue. It's causing only minor geomagnetic effects, but these definitive signals usually precede the stronger coronal hole streams, so we'll be anxious to see if this one finally ramps up the solar wind plasma speed. Let's head over to the ESA, where four missions are vying to be selected for the 11th Earth Explorer mission. Two are clearly better choices from the perspective of an observer. First, the CARIP mission is one that can help identify patterns and effects in the region of Earth most modulated by solar activity above the troposphere, and how that affects the atmospheric circulations pertinent to climate science. If not that one, I'd hope they pick Wyvern, the first ever mission to study winds within the clouds. This can aid in the most egregious aspect of climate models, cloud production and feedback uncertainty. Either one of those two, Europe. Now let's get to an aesthetic treat as Radio Galaxy IC 4296 is scoped to the most detail ever. The lobes of the jet, the outer interactions, the jet itself. The relatively new Niner device was used in this study and examination, and it is very impressive. Quick note up next on cave sediments in China. These events show the Younger Dryas and Last Glacial Maximum the Gothenburg and Lake Mungo magnetic events respectively, cave sediments across the world are pretty consistently showing the major 12,000-year cycle events, but here again, not as often the 6,000-year half-cycle events. Up next is an anti-nova. Unlike stars that have increases in brightness and luminosity, this one had a sudden drop in brightness, stayed that way for a few hundred days, and then woke back up to its original brightness. Folks, astronomers are pretty much like this right now. Every major study we share, they can't believe their eyes. They're surprised, having to rework their models. This blinking anti-Nova star also has no explanation. Their best guesses are debunked by themselves within the paper, always a sign of a true scientist playing devil's advocate. And their moniker of an exceptionally unusual event is quite on the nose. Last but not least in the articles, the most damning subfield of challenges to the current dark matter cosmology are some of the least exciting for the layman. The anisotropic or uneven matter distribution, the anisotropic expansion, and the cosmic magnetic dipole, all slapping the modern scientific paradigm in the face, and today we take that a step further, with both peculiar velocity and the large-scale anisotropy to see if just our movement in the heavens is tricking the scientists. It's not. There is no reconciliation with the cosmological principle, which means it's not a cosmological principle at all. After those discoveries the last two years in this confirmation today, we can call it, except for those with grant money to study that old paradigm, something tells me they'll keep going. Lastly, folks, please come back later tonight for a special video on the disaster evidence. Our last one on the solar micronova versus impactor-only hypothesis drew a relatively consistent question on one point made in the video. 
We'll break that down this evening. We greatly appreciate your support. We've got wind maps and shots of our star to close. Hopefully I'll see you later tonight for the special video. And subscribe because we'll do this all again tomorrow. Right here, but right now it's 5.30 a.m. in the new Valley of the Sun. Eyes open. No fear. Be safe, everyone. Eyes open. No fear. Be safe, everyone. Absolutely spot on the nose, baby doll. Okay, <laughs> that was too much. Um, I'm hoping I can maybe get that uh, video, a special video up tonight. I'm thinking I will, depending on what time it comes out. Fuck yeah, fuck yeah. Ha <laughs> ha. Stay tuned. Jestettes, jesters, jesterians. Stay motherfucking tuned. But I think you're aware of what happens at this current point in time. Shout out, shout out to the Good News Network. Shout out to the Good News Network for the quote of the day. Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you couldn't miss it. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Debuted 35 years ago today. Pay attention. Be aware. Don't be all consumed by electronic devices in your goddamn hand. Look around. Stop and literally smell a fucking rose, man. See what this life, the real life, outside of your goddamn phone has to offer. Real people. Real interactions. Real conversations, man. Take a moment, spend in the real world, meet real people, you'll be better for it. Be a better version of yourself, smoke weed every day.